jump on with politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. Uh, we've got the Brad and Brit cast underway, our first one for this week. We are glad you are with us. And uh, uh, we crunched the numbers late last week, and we found that due to the presence of one man, one man, Little Rush, our numbers went through the roof. So we'll bring him back today. No reason not to. Little Rush, welcome to the Brad and Brit cast. Uh, greetings and salutations from hell. It is the Excellence in Hell Network. It is I, Little Rush, from Hades, burning for all eternity, as Blue Oyster Cults said, I'm burning, I'm burning, I'm burning for you. Delighted for you to be with us, folks. It is an amazing day in hell. Today is Taco Monday, because they don't have Taco Tuesday in hell. Certainly, how, how was your weekend? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Hey, hey, little rush. Uh, did you did you get the coronavirus vaccine before you uh, croaked last of week? Of course I did. Yes, when they, I was able to get it under the table, and I was able to get two shots, and I got, it was fantastic. And I loved it, and I I was happy for that last little bit in my life. I was able to show white privilege. One well, last wait minute, time. You, you wait, hang on. You were the right age, and you certainly had some. Well, some yes, other but you should have had to have pulled any strings. Some of the the libs out there would have said that some of there were some poor black people over in West Palm Beach that might have needed more than me. <laughs> no, I am rich. I've got billions of dollars, and I'm dying. Put that thing right in my butt. And then they said, "We we don't shoot you in the ass." And I said, "You're going to do it for me, pal." And now down here in hell, that's one of the things they're reading back to me as uh, part of the reason I am in hell, folks. But uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Now, did you have a, 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 a comely young nurse put it in? Absolutely. She was fantastic. She looked a lot like Sofia Vergara. Uh, a younger, because Sofia Vergara, let's be honest, folks, a little, a little old for a little rush at this point. We had a, a much younger version of her. Give me that right in my tuchus. And if I may use the, the Jewish, the Yiddish term, folks, as I've always respected the Jewish folks. Uh, in my tuchus, and I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a, a fantastic experience all the way around. You know, and, and again, as I say, I would not have it any other way. When Donald John Trump, Donaldus Maximus, did his first dance with his wife Melania at the inauguration, you know what song they, they were dancing to there, uh, Snurdly? I don't know, something by Elton John? I don't know. It was not, oh, it was my way. It was a, it was my way, and that's what I did with my life, is I did it my way, and now I'm being sodomized by terrorists in hell, and I'm doing it my way. And I, I wouldn't have it any other way, folks. That's how, that's how life works down here in hell. All right, we, we want to do a, a, a couple of quick hits here, and then uh, when you leave, Brad and Britt want to talk about your uh, uh, either possible replacement or what they plan to do in your wake, which uh, I see as the uh, biggest broadcasting fumbled handoff since Johnny Carson <laughs> became Jay Leno. But and, and I don't know whether you have any opinions on on who would sit in the uh, in the Attila the Hun chair 
behind the golden EIB mic or whether they're just going to retire that and put it in the Smithsonian or, or, or what they're going to do with it. Have you thought about that? I mean, do you care who's doing almost anyone? As long as it's not that piece of shit, Sean Hannity. I'm, I'm happy with almost okay. anyone not named Sean Hannity to okay. sit in that chair behind the golden microphone folks. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, are you watching the uh, Merrick Garland uh, hearings in Washington. You know, he's the nominee for attorney general and uh, the senators get their chance to to speak. And, and he's going to, to, to get and he's he's widely respected. I think he almost got a unanimous vote when he became a federal judge. And uh, so no matter what's being said, it, it's going to uh, probably roll off his back. They'll, they'll put him in. But Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, fresh off of uh, Ted's excellent adventure, whatever you want to call it, down to uh, Mexico. He acted as if nothing happened. Don't even look at me. Don't even think about saying anything about this. I'm still Joe McCarthy's bastard child, yeah. Ted Cruz. Well, that's just I, I, just want to I know. You, I know you love him, but what he did was he attacked. Yes. He attacked the. Justice Department under Barack Obama and said that Eric Holder, who, by the way, was the first black attorney general, was so corrupt and was Obama's wingman, Holder's words, which came back to haunt him, but said that he politicized the Justice Department and irreparably ruined it. And uh, he asked Merrick Garland what he thought of that. Merrick Garland said, well, I don't talk about, you know, individuals in the past. And some critics, and I will allow you to, of course, uh, speak the other side of this. Some critics are pointing out that there's just a little bit of hypocrisy when Ted Cruz forgets about the last four years under Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions in the Trump administration and how justice was handled there, the Justice Department. Your comments, sir. Well, first of all, I would like to say, some people are saying it's kind of unusual for a 50-year-old man, 5-0, to fly with his college roommate down to Cancun. I I find nothing of the sort. I think nothing is unusual about that or strange in the least. So I wish people would would get And I'm I'm glad that Ted Cruz has recovered. And, 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 And by the way. You see him giving out water over the weekend down there? I mean, that's a, gave, that is a great guy. What, what a great do they guy. want? They wanted to throw some paper towels like the oldest Magnus did? Maybe they would, that would satisfy them? I, I don't understand. Have everyone forgot, folks? Has everyone forgot? When, when Ted Kennedy drove that woman off of the bridge, and then he went home and sunned himself for a while, <laughs> I like to bring up the old the old Ted Kennedy stuff. because uh, Nobody forgot about that. I mean, he paid a price for it. Well, he again, didn't I go to jail, I but, the, but he, I, I like the current price. references. I like to go ahead and get those. I, I play the hits, even here in hell. I'm down here playing the hits, folks, while you're spraying your pits. So, yeah, it, it's good that Ted, a man like Ted Cruz yeah. can dismiss this bullshit from the left. That's what it is, folks. By the way, in hell, I have to watch these hearings on MSNBC. And I can't turn it. Really? There's nothing I can do. Fox doesn't come in uh, too clear well, down. Five, five, yeah, it's, it, it, even even the devil doesn't want anything to do with Fox News, folks. <laughs> even Satan himself doesn't want to have anything to do with Fox News. So I'm glad that Ted Cruz is able to recover from this nonsense that the left is trying to heap on him and put the blame where it belongs back on a black guy. That is what we need to do, and that's Eric Holder 
who is terrible as uh, uh, the worst as Attorney General of these United States. He hunted down uh, uh, conservatives and shot them in the head. I mean, figuratively. Figuratively, that's what happened. He lynched a bunch of conservatives. And I'm glad that Ted Cruz has not forgotten Bill Barr. My God. Thank God Bill Barr was there to write the ship. The morale now in the Justice Department is is just death, folks. What my sources are telling me, and my sources are, well, let's be honest, completely made up, uh, that that Bill Barr no longer being there, it, it, a lot of the folks who are career folks who have done amazing things in public service and prosecuting bad guys and going after Antifa, are they, they depressed are, that the Bill Barr isn't there to lead them anymore? Is demoralized that the guns yeah. to their heads, which is exactly where the left wants them. That is that that, that the only see that, this is the thing, folks. The only thing that the left believes in, as far as the Second Amendment, and, and, and do not doubt me. How long has it been since I threw that phrase in there? I, lo- I like throwing that one. Do not doubt me. Hmm. Uh, they only like the Second Amendment when it's uh, a conservative putting that, that gun in their own mouth and then pulling the trigger. That's when they become big Second Amendment aficionados. So thank God Ted Cruz, a 50-year-old man who flies his college roommate down completely innocently with his family to Cancun, uh, is out there telling the truth for once about Merrick Garland, who is yeah. going to kill your babies and make your children eat tacos every day of the week. Right, right. I mean, I'm I'm surprised you don't label Merrick Garland as a failed Supreme Court justice nominee. Absolutely. He just couldn't get it done. Right? He was rejected by the United States Senate. The record <laughs> shows this, folks. Of course he was. He, he, they gave him an up or down vote, and he failed, right. and everybody knows it, and now they're trying to do another. It's another. This is this is another failed attempt by Biden mm-hmm. to have a, you know, a, a, a Obama administration, too. All right. All right. That's what he wants. All right, that's oh, enough of this. That, that'll be fine. It's good. I've got to go on. Have to go scrub the devil's toilet. <laughs> okay. Little Rush. Brought to you by LifeLock. LifeLock, go ahead and protect the shit you have today from black folks and use the uh, promo code Little Russian Hell. Get 20% off your first order. That is LifeLock, folks. All right, kill the music, all right. All right. Sorry. Say what you want to. The guy still does a hell of a live read. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Uh, Am I right? No, I mean, the guy, right. it's still a, it's a hell of a live, live read, even hey, afterwards. So so I had a, uh, a little email, uh, a text message, sorry, exchange uh, last hour with uh, our old friend, Holland Cook. Okay. Uh, radio consultant to the stars, including right. us, at, right. uh, at, at, at an earlier point in our life, and he's still... He's still in the business, and uh, he's uh, on TV these days working for RT. RT, the yeah. uh, the Russian the Russian TV, where Larry Larry King and Holland Cook were stable mates there the last the last few years, and and, and he has a show. Uh, anyway, he still writes all about radio, talk radio, consults mm-hmm. people, tells them what to do. I, I read his stuff from time to time. Yeah, right. So he weighed in about uh, the successor to Limbaugh on radio stations across the country. What are they going to do? And uh, uh, I sent him a note. I said, how could they not know? How could they not have a plan in place? How could, you know, you knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. You, you, in, in fact, and, and here's some behind the scenes stuff about Brad and Britt that you, you may not know. 
may have mentioned it once or twice, but when we were last hired for radio jobs together as a team yeah. in uh, the year 2012 Is it? in Charlotte at WBT, which was already just a, a right-wing harangue of a radio station just off the cliff. You know, they'd had Limbaugh on from noon to three for, for, for 20 years at that point, whatever it was. They turned over their total identity to Rush Limbaugh. If you walk down the streets and say WBT, most people, oh, that's the Rush Limbaugh state. That's correct. Which is exactly what Rush Limbaugh wanted, right? He wanted that all over the country. That's he right. just wanted to be the identity of the station. And people were willing to do it who ran radio stations and companies because uh, he allegedly, apparently, supposedly made them money. Uh, there's a lot of debate about that. We'll yeah, have to get into is. that. There because is. sometimes the guy himself makes all the money, but everybody else is sort of left holding the bag. But I believe yeah. the term is I believe the term in the industry is lost leader. It happens in, in several industries, as a matter of fact. All right, but but for for the sake of the argument, uh, this was the Rush Limbaugh station in Charlotte. So they hired Brad and Britt, two well-known libs, uh, to to come in at three o'clock every day after Rush got off the air, and uh, balance out the radio station ideologically just a bit because they thought that it would be more attractive to advertisers to not have a one note band, just a, a an appeal to, to certain. And a lot of people didn't want to advertise on the Limbaugh show. What, what is that called? A, uh, a, a no advertising directive or nobody. Right. Want, they just, you, you, I don't want my commercial on this show. I no don't word. want it on there. Even if you sponsored like a traffic on the station and the thing would have a liner, they didn't want it. They didn't want that during the, that those three hours. Right. Right. So, so they hired with, with that idea and uh, it took about two days, about two days of us being on the air for them to get cold feet and regret that they, they hired us because they were weak need, lily livered yeah. pussies yeah. who uh, did not do what you hear about legendary management doing, which is standing up behind their employees, sticking with their plan. Do you remember what the guy said? The, the guy said to you, he goes, I'm not, I'm not scared of, I'm not scared of the listeners. I, I, I had Howard Stern on in Philly. I don't understand. What are you, what are you talking about? Do you right. Remember he told you that? Right. As they folded like a fucking tent. Right. So so they very quickly decided that it was just the the easiest thing to do. Just the, the, the simplest way to, to leave the identity of WBT as a Rush Limbaugh station. Just leave it alone. And they it took them two years. It took them two years to flush us down the toilet completely. Yeah. yeah. So we made a little money in the in the meantime and, and, sure. and moved on. And so by 2016, here we are doing the, the, the podcast and the station and lots of them around the country did the same thing. They just stuck with the, the Limbaugh right wing talk radio thing. But remember, we're talking a long time ago. People were already starting to think about what are we going to do? Limbaugh will not live forever will not live forever. What are we going to do? And it was just kick the can down the road, right? There was no serious, there was no real serious thought exactly. that was given to it. So here they are, here they are at that moment. He, uh, Limbaugh's dead. Yeah. And the best that the uh, people who own the show, the company, have come up with is uh, we're going to run the best of Rush seemingly forever. And we're going to have 
the people who've been guest hosting when Rush has been sick or been on vacation, we'll have them come on and introduce film clips, in effect, little clips of his show. Because since there's 30 years in the can... The why, why would we, why would we waste that? Why would he's, why would we? He's spoken about every possible subject I ever. Wait. Right? I can't wait. And therefore, you can come on as the the uh, the narrator and say, you know, Rush talked about yeah. raising taxes. Rush talked about, and here he is. And, you know, can we do? Can question. we do all of it though? Can we do? Here's where Rush calls a college student a slut on 500 radio stations. This is one of the greatest clips in EIB history, ladies and gentlemen. So, of course, they will they'll get rid of all that kind of stuff. stuff. stuff This is where Rush makes fun of people who have died of AIDS and plays. I know I'll never love this way again. Let's play this. This is a a great Rush. They call it the the day he died, and they had it on there. They called it the Rush Legacy. I think that's what they're calling it. I think they have Mister Voice calling it the Rush Legacy. Well, here's the funny thing. It's it's too bad that, and I think that if you were going to use the, all that that shit from 30 years over and over again, uh, that's perfectly designed for you know channel 143 on Sirius XM, right? You just yeah. run it all the time. You know, like the Tom Petty channel, the, the Beatles channel, and you have the Rush channel. Just run the shit over and over again. And you know what? The people who like that. They would listen, and there's no. But don't you think? But don't you think that's going to be the, the the subscriptions to his stupid website? They're going to keep those up forever, and they'll just have. Yeah, they could just those, turn it into a pay for if you want to listen to that. If shit you forever. if you met somebody and you were like, hey, we could be friends with this person, the person goes, I have monthly billing that I just keep listening to the Limbaugh shit that's recorded every month. Wouldn't you say I can't be friends with you? Wouldn't I'm Wouldn't sure that, that be something you would say to that person? That would go on. But that being said, and, and by the way, the subscription model, there's no doubt they'll, they'll yeah. probably do something like that. Yeah. Uh, they don't have any kind of a deal with, with Sirius XM. Mm-mm. But we're talking about what regular, old-fashioned, mostly AM radio stations want to do with that time slot. And, and I say to you that there's no way – that it's financially or commercially viable going forward. People, the, the one thing that radio still has, just besides all the things that it's lost, is it's right now, it's immediate, it's this moment. And um, you got to give me something new every day. That, yeah, that there, was it, one of the, right the now, secrets. It's right now, it's immediate, and it's in the moment, unless it's 6 o'clock on a Saturday night. Right. Right, <laughs> and then you're fucked. Right, right, there's- right. That's different. I'm not talking about weekends and late nights. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking, talking about that. Like when shit's going to actually but happen. During, exactly during, happen. Right, but but during the week, it's 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 got to be new. It's got to be fresh. It's got to be yeah. now. So what did yeah. Holland say? Is that is that the real plan? Just to play the the recordings ad infinitum? Uh, he well, he he doesn't know any more than than we do. Uh, but but he said, you know, he uh, uh, this could be the worst transition since uh, David Lee Roth succeeded Howard Stern. And they had a year and a half. Wait, they, remember, they had a year and yeah. a half lead time to figure that one out. They put yeah. on, when Stern leaves uh, uh, commercial radio and goes to satellite, they put on David Lee Roth. That was a spectacular. Yeah, it lasted uh, not even a year. And then they, I think they ended up bringing Opie and Anthony back. But you're seeing now, I mean, that's indicative of why radio is so awesome right now is because they have some really great people leading it. Right. The band, um, but the bench is... Uh, the bench is is is, is pretty thin, they, and that's that, uh, that's theirs too. I mean, they never try to develop a bench because we got Rush. We don't need anybody else. We got Rush. Yeah. No, we have, we have imitators, but they're they're not going to be him. Don't you 
Don't you feel like that scumbag worm, Sean Hannity, is going to try to get that noon to three slot? Don't you think that's like his deal? Why would, like he, was, why would he want noon to three? Afternoon drives more listened to than middays. Yeah, I don't know. Unless there's, and I don't, and again, I, it's it's almost like the Johnny Carson thing. I don't think there's anything that's like special that's associated with that noon to three real estate anymore. Like maybe somebody would have said earlier, just unless he wants to do his his fake infomercial for his stupid ass Fox show a little bit earlier in the day. Well, I think you go go back and remember why he was put on from noon to three because. Up until then, that was considered a dead zone for talk radio because right. it wasn't morning drive or afternoon drive. And he made it into something, but it was it was all him. And when you just like with Donald Trump, if the Republican Party wants to tie its identity to one guy forever, good luck. But mm-hmm. Donald Trump lost the election. So politically, in reality, he's dead, but he lives on in the minds of, of millions of people with some kind of lost cause dream. Rush is dead. His show is over. But the and, poison and the toxicity, it's going to take forever to get it out of people's systems. Well, they're like, yeah. they're, and they're not going to get rid of it. It's the, even though he's dead, they're going to continue. I, just a couple of stories. Before they launched those stupid-ass Rush radio stations against us back in 2010, like the night before they were getting ready to launch, he has the non-heart attack in Hawaii. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. which really was like some sort of cardiac episode or medical episode, but they covered it up really nicely. The night before they launched those stations in 2010, you think there weren't some people shitting their pants thinking the guy was going to die 10 years ago, 11 years, more than 10 years ago now? Well, when you bring that up, what that really tells me is, why didn't you think then he might someday die and make a plan? There was no because it was easier not to easy exactly it was easier to let the the audience shit on us and then let us go and then continue down the right wing sewer which eventually leads to insurrection right so oh no oh my god you said the wbt was responsible for the insurrection on january the 6th oh my god no the bullshit (laughs) that they pump out of those stations helps poison people they they had a great article over the weekend in the washington post it's one of the best things i've read in a long time about that stupid fool from Salisbury, who went up to Washington, D.C. and went to that Comet Ping Pong um, pizzeria. Mm-hmm. Did you read that article? Uh, yeah, that, 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 was, that was from early last week. And, that's a and, fantastic. Uh, Madison Welch is the guy's name. The guy, the were you aware of the fact that he's been out since last March? Didn't know that. that he's, didn't, he's, didn't have any idea. And he's keeping a very low profile, <laughs> apparently, in his hometown of, Sol- of Salisbury. And he's been able to knock somebody up. So God bless him. I'm glad there's going to be a child that comes out of this whole situation. So they did a, they did a great article on that. And dear God, I mean, how many, how many Madison Welches has WBT's bullshit inspired over the past several years, especially? How, mu- how much has that happened? The, of course, that he drove up to Washington, D.C. thinking there were children that were being sold into sex slavery at some pizzeria. He totally bought into it. Just just on a whim, he drives drives up there with an AK. He tries to shoot the lock off of this door, thinking he's going to free children. It's just a computer room with a server in it. What a piece of garbage that guy was. I had a dream one time also when we were on the radio and I was doing the Little Rush character. I dreamed that, like, the people at iHeartRadio came to me and said, we want you to do, like, you want you to do and be Rush. And when he dies, we'll do, quietly send him away. And you just continue to do the thing forever. I think I had that dream that they were going to pay me money and like have him secretly just put out. And how helpful would that have been now? Yeah, they could have yeah. fucked. 
And, and plus, toward the end, you were right. His voice sounded dreadful toward the he end. I mean, sound it, like himself. Yeah. It's well, been, I mean, it, he, was sick. he was a sick. He was a sick well, even, man. As they like even pre cancer, it was like really terrible. It was his well, voice. Was like, you know, he, that was uh, you know, what fifteen years or so, almost yeah. twenty years of no hearing. So and when you uh, talk about to, having, yeah. but then you talk about having no plan. When they eventually, they the morning show that went up against us in twenty ten with Bill and Pam. Remember, 2010 was like a massive Republican year. That was the Tea Party year. That was Obama's a socialist, and we got to get this black guy. So the, the Republicans in November roll, right? They take back the House. They're kicking ass and taking names. It's the Tea Party election. Barack Obama's a piece of shit. We're going to render this guy absolutely useless. We're going to kick his ass in 2012. They fire that morning show within, I think it was six or seven days of that huge Republican revolution thing in November of that midterm election, and they had no plan for what to put on after it. They did rush reruns in morning drive, and so you had six solid hours on a station called Rush Radio, I'll grant you, six solid hours of Rush Limbaugh programming, and we were going into the holidays. Pardon pardon me for for, uh, trampling on your parade, but I believe that's about five hours less than Chris and Chris are on every day on Rock (laughs) 92. Too, Boom! Too come on, come on, come on. Too, That's too a good one. So they I know the- they don't. I know they don't know what we're talking about in Minnesota, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so we were going into the holidays. So you'd have old Rush, and then I think they would have you know Glenn Beck on from nine to noon to give us some real fresh perspective. And then noon to three, you'd have like another you know another Rush rerun. <laughs> Because <laughs> they, they had no plan. They had no plan. We just got to get rid of these people. We, we, have, we have no plan. But then they hollered, you know, they, they, they fired, they hired a really successful morning show after that, which was gone, I think, in four or five months. Well, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to equate the tying of your identity to, to one person to, to when that per you know, here, here's an, the Jerry Lewis telethon was the Jerry Lewis telethon, even it though was. it was really the muscular dystrophy telethon, but everybody thought it was the Jerry Lewis telethon. And, you know, Jerry got old. They fired him. They got rid of him and somehow thought that they could continue the muscular dystrophy telethon. You know what happened? It just faded and stations yeah. weren't running it anymore. Right. And it kind of went away. So you get this <clears> double edged sword. In the case of Jerry Lewis, over 30 or 40 years, he raised a couple billion dollars. So success, touchdown, it, it's over, and, and, and it's a little bit different than, than this. But um, I, uh, they, used to have, they used to have, like, one of Russia's best friends lived in the Triangle. And because he was Russia's best friend, or one of his best friends, Bob Lee, I think the guy's name was, they would just have him on WPTF spouting right-wing bullshit. They would just have him on. Like, they would have. Him on. So, so Bill, just Bill, because you know him, you yeah. automatically uh, are him. Yeah. I mean, shit. If you played golf with Donald Trump, you became like a senior level White House official. Jesus Christ! How often did that happen? That how often would they have guests on CNN? And go, this guy has some real insight on Donald Trump, our new president. Uh, he played golf with him for fifteen years, and they would have some shit, some schmuck you never heard in your life. So yeah, they would have this Bill Lee guy on, or whatever his name was, on the Bill LeMay show, and the guy would just spout off on right wing bullshit. the the when, The whole genesis of Lil Rush was back in 2010 when they they put those stations on in Raleigh and Greensboro, and they were going hard after us. They were going so hard after us, and unfortunately. 
That was when because we we were on a, a an FM talk station that covered both the we're doing, market. We were and doing pretty the, good. We're the doing the market. We're on this big, 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 no, we're, we're doing it. all right. Right, but they, they call it the big stick. The, the big stick when something when those things meant something. Now it doesn't matter the big the big stick right now. It's in my hand right here. Well, wait a minute. I, for those of you who are listening, I'm holding my phone. Um, so they they go and unfortunately that was when Mr. Limbaugh decided. He was going to call like a 19-year-old girl a slut on 500 radio stations. So I said, look, I'm competing against you. If you're going to call your radio station Rush Radio, I'm going to make you fucking own that. And so that's when we went hard with that thing and tried to make him look like the clown that he is. And it, and it was, you know, I, I, again, I regret nothing. Uh, Alan writes, I have a friend who lowered a flag in his front yard half staff for the rest of February for Rush. He is a bona fide idiot. <laughs> oh, that's just the saddest thing. Oh, your, just... t- your timing is off on Sandra Fluke. That was February 12. Oh, was something, there, there was something that happened in, in, in 2010 that he was really clowning on. And we really, and, and when, when they first signed those well, things on. You know what? You're, it's like trying to remember Trump outrages. Yeah. First of all, you can't remember all of them, and, and second of all, you can't remember them in chronological order yeah, it's uh, tough. because they they just become one. That's the other ball of shit. So that's and, the other thing. It's like people are oh the libs are big. It's a dead man. We're forgetting about him twitching on camera to Michael J. Fox and making fun of Michael J. Fox, and then that slut thing and all the well, stuff about the AIDS. See, up. The problem is we're not forgetting about it. It it's just that uh, remember it, running through the whole. Yeah, thirty plus years was Russia's um, actually, from a performance standpoint, brilliant um, papering over of everything that he did that was wrong and horrible and misogynistic and racist yeah. and vicious and vile by saying things like oh, "I'm just a warm, lovable fuzzball" or "I'm just entertainment." No matter how bad a thing he was doing, criticism would be met with, well, I'm just an entertainer. And, of course, when you would say, you know, you're a clown, you're just an entertainer, that's what drove him crazy because he was not taken seriously by all the people that he used to trash. The New York Times never gave uh, Rush Limbaugh supposedly the respect that he craved from it, although they actually did, but he pretended that they didn't because that was part of the shtick. That's the Donald Trump thing too. It's the grievances. It's the white guy grievances, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even though they get, even though white guys have it pretty good and rich white guys have it especially good, but yeah, yeah, those, those were things that happened in real life. Oh, the Supreme court has turned on Donald John Trump yet again, Brad. All right. Rejecting a right. rejecting right. a okay. last. He's got to he's got to turn over his taxes. It's over. It's done. Yeah. And and uh, now now we can go into our our, our full uh, rush thing, which is I told you so. See, I told you so <laughs> because before he he actually had the nomination, and people like us thought that he wouldn't actually go through with it because he would have to turn over his taxes, and then. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, that was that was the benchmark. That was the bottom line. That was what could never be crossed. You're never going to see my taxes. And we knew, we realized that that was proof that he had done something so illegal, was connected 
financially in some way that would be revealed on his taxes so badly that it would kill him as a candidate. Nothing else did, but that would have. So he never turned them over and then lied and said, when I'm president, I'll show you my taxes. Of course I will. And he lied and lied and lied and lied and did everything to not show his taxes through the whole four years and uh, the tap dance work. He never did have to show them. And then remember, one of the arguments was, you can't make me do it. I'm president. You can't for it. And that went so far. Supreme Court said no about a year ago. And then he refiled it with different excuses. And it got back to the Supreme Court this time. And they said, no, 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 no. What the lower court said is right. You got to turn over your taxes. Forget it. It, it, It's over, Don. And I'm pretty sure that when the uh, prosecutors in New York see those tax returns, they're going to be golden. They're going to destroy him. That's it. Because why, why would you go that far to prevent everyone from, you're a rich guy. Warren Buffett will show his taxes. Lots of rich people show that everybody, every other candidate showed their tax and he wouldn't because so there has never been a doubt. Has you ever had a doubt that that was it? That was the one thing. It would either show what we just talked about, connections to, to Putin or something of that sort, or he really doesn't have very much money. And he really can't afford not to just fundraise forever because he doesn't have the cash to fund his lifestyle without fleecing other people or a combination of those two things. And the Supreme Court decided not to throw this decision out there in October. Um, and by the way, by the way, uh, had Trump uh, won the election, what would that Supreme Court decision have been today? Would they have done exactly the same thing? No, but wasn't or the would, idea that they'd been that, able to what, still hit? Yeah, would he that's why he wanted to win. That's, the, back he was that's one of the reasons he wanted to win, to protect himself from that sort of scrutiny for the next for four more years. That was their rule. So now that he's not the president, there's no vast interest in shielding, you know, publicly his his tax returns, which there really wasn't to begin with. But OK, for, for we'll, we'll play along, uh, Alex, for 200 <laughs> <laughs> bullshit from Trump for 200. But once again, all these great people that owe their careers to Donald Trump, like Amy Coney Barrett and uh, all those folks, Neil Gorsuch, they they they've turned on Donald Trump. These people don't understand. They, they're right. supposed to pay the pay the master back. Right. That's that, I mean, because that's, that's how you're supposed to rule in, when you're on the Supreme Court in favor yeah, of uh, whoever nominated. Of course, we know that. We know. Hey, by the way, I have a uh, I have an observation. I had the kind of opening observation that usually kills the podcast, but I decided not to do it today. OK, good. Well, you ready? Here it is. Here's my uh, just pointless, irrelevant. Uh, <clears throat> Pete Davidson, as Andrew Cuomo, owes its beginnings to Joe Piscopo as Sinatra. <laughs> it's the same imitation. Think about it. Did That's you true. see? Did you yeah, see Pete? By the way, I thought it was pretty damn brilliant. Not, yeah, it wasn't up there for a long time. Didn't say a lot, but I thought he nailed it beautifully. But it's just so much reminded me of that that Jersey yeah. obnoxious New York Italian Sinatra that Joe Piscopo did brilliantly, you know, 45 years ago, however, whatever the hell, 40 years ago. Um, 
So uh, see how Donald, see, it lands with a thud now. I know, but but uh, <laughs> Donald John Trump will proclaim he is still in charge of the Republican Party and is the presumptive 2024 nominee when he makes his appearance in front of the CPAC coming up this weekend. Of course, he Trump. Will. Trump's keynote address at the Conservative Political Action Committee conference on Sunday, 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 Brad. And we all recall that great speech that Rush Hudson Limbaugh III gave many, many years ago at the CPAC where he jumped around like a giant whale. This will be a show of force. And he will remind Republicans he still has control of the bully pulpit, even if he's not in the White House, according to Axios. I may not have Twitter or the Oval Office, but I'm still in charge, will be Trump's message to the group. The website reported citing a longtime advisor. I even, I think I even heard one guy say that, well, you know, if he still had Twitter, he wouldn't have to be at places like CPAC. He wouldn't have to make speeches like that. So it's really mm-hmm. Twitter's fault that he doesn't have the platform anymore. Boy, that's thin. Well, that, that, that is the thing. So, so the, the headline should be, um, even though I don't have the bully pulpit anymore, I can still be the bully. The bullshit bully. I'm not the pulpit anymore, but I'm still the bully. I I said this a lot of times when he was in office. They're never going to be able to escape him. And I love it. And it's not only that they're not going to be able to escape him. Most of them don't want to. After Kevin McCarthy talked to him while people were trying to murder Kevin McCarthy on January the 6th, and he he had to do, do you know who the fuck I am? He had to say that to Donald Trump. He still, after Donald Trump was out of office, flew down to Mar-a-Lago to kiss his ass. Even after all of that, all of these people, well, the only one that's really showing any backbone, and it's just the barest amount, and that's that's McConnell, and McConnell still voted the wrong way on impeachment. Everyone else is flying, driving hard to the well, hoop on Donald Trump. I, I, I think you're, I think you're confusing the. They still want to do this, okay? They go back. Everybody hates Trump, Britt. They all hate him. And why do they continue Hang to kiss on, his wait, ass? Wait, 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 wait. Why did they continue to kiss his ass and try not to piss off his voters, Brad? Well, the second part of your your sentence. They don't <laughs> they don't really like Donald Trump. They don't like Trumpism. But when you have whatever percentage of that that party um, uh, still enthralled with everything that Trump says, and he's going to make it apparently ten times worse next Sunday, right? He's going to he's going to keep pouring the cement and letting it dry and making it more difficult. For for uh, anybody to to be independent of his craziness and uh, the insanity, you know, I, I assume that this is going to include, you know, I won the election. I'm still there. I, it, I guess at the center of your bingo card for what Trump is going to be talking about next weekend is March 4th. Yeah. What do you think? I, 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 I is there any reason to think he is not going to call the the troops to arms again. And, and, and by the way, I, uh, I saw something, I think it was even last Monday, Monday morning, first of the week, last week. And I took the bullet for us on, um, on uh, Fox and friends. God bless you. Or it might've been Fox. No, it was, it was Stuart Varney. It was the, uh, the Australian guy on Fox business. Who's that, is a, that is a, that is a bullet and a half. That's a bullet and a half. And you know, that's a channel that, of course, it's not really a business channel. It's just, you know, Fox Light. Okay. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just ESPN2. That's right. all it is. It's Fox2. And uh, the first thing that comes out of his mouth is showing all the fencing, all the security around the Capitol right now. And uh, his commentary going into the commercial was 
it's unbelievable how much money is being spent on this security and no one knows why. Why are the Democrats doing this? That's the serious introduction to whatever's coming up after commercial. The motive of the comment, what's behind the comment is that the Democrats just out of whole cloth, out of left field, decided it would be a great idea to put some beautiful high-tech fencing all around the White House with 25,000 troops stationed in Washington almost indefinitely through the fall. This was their idea because they hate America that much. Okay, That is the angle that, that Fox was pushing. It has nothing to do with the fact that Donald Trump inspired an insurrection where dozens, hundreds of them almost were killed, and the building really is ground zero for QAnon conspiracy theorists and, and, and others. Again. It can happen right. again. All he's going to do is but, wave his hand and get those people out, and they'll do it again. But just, just think of the attempt to turn that around into like why would the democrats want to spend they're making dollars and twenty five thousand troops in 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 washington why are they why are they restricting our freedom why are they doing that the 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 democrats want to make washington dc look like beirut and they're just doing this to make people look bad the the country cannot move on unless they take down these barriers and get these troops out of that's I think the unity in that fencing, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's their actual argument. I think it really is. We have to move on. It's like, it's like if the guy hits his yeah. his wife in the nose, you we can't move on unless we get that stitched up and maybe get some plastic surgery to get rid of that scar. You and I will not be able to go on as a couple unless you get that fixed. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what they're saying, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, it's not possible to think of. It's too stupid of an analogy that that's equivalent to to that right now, because, you know, do we even have to say it? I guess we do. The only reason there's lots of high fencing around the Capitol and twenty five thousand troops is because there was an attack on the Capitol January 6th, on and on. It's not because the Democrats went into a room and said, "Hmm, how can we make the uh, uh, capital of Washington, D.C. look more beautiful? Let's put up a fence and restrict people's movement. And, and put troops all over Washington. Now, that's really not the truth, but um, so much for fact-checking now, right? <laughs> exactly. But Joe the, Biden, uh, Joe Biden, tear down this wall. That's going to be, that's going to be, I've God. seen Matt Gates cry about this. I've seen all of these people cry about it. And you, you, you're like, this isn't over. I'm sorry, this is not over. We ha- we are kind of aware of what he's doing. And as as the Republicans are afraid of his voters coming out in mass, several of them are afraid that they're afraid that if they come out against Donald Trump, they will die and their families will be murdered. He still has dominion over these people who are the violent insurrectionists. And to act otherwise is completely ignorant of exactly what happened on January the 6th. They're trying to dismiss this so much. Right. Um, if... And I think this is happening right now. You have a couple hundred people already arrested and, and several hundred more people who are going to be arrested and and prosecuted. And uh, you do have a lot of people who were arrested who are just uh, pissing in their pants. They, they are so, at least publicly, embarrassed and shamed about what they were doing. I don't know what I was thinking. All right? Right. How much... Because, you know, we don't want to think that we are um, 
dealing with with something equivalent to ISIS. All right, where um, just because you knock off the leader, you know, there's five more ready to take their place. Exactly. I don't think these these groups are kind of like that. So, if within the bounds of the law, people are arrested and held accountable, and the majority of them, I think, are going to say Donald Trump made me do it, inspired me to do it. However, a lawyer who is defending one of these people is going to put it, and I'm sure they will have very, very creative ways to connect Donald Trump to uh, January 6th, even if the Republicans in the United States Senate decided not to do that. Just because they didn't do that in enough numbers to convict Trump, that doesn't mean that everybody whose life and livelihood and and ability to uh, be in society, which is in jeopardy if they go to jail and get convicted for this, that doesn't mean they're not going to hold Donald Trump responsible for this. Um, so when that happens, when that happens, is there at least a tamping down of the overt violence that we saw? Does it go underground? Does it take new forms? Do new groups start to exist? If lawsuits are filed, a la the KKK that was done years ago, right? and the uh, head of the Justice Department is Merrick Garland, who prosecuted after the Oklahoma City bombings. He knows how to do this shit. If, If those groups are put out of business because they can't pay the uh, uh, $3 billion judgment against them, they don't exist anymore, does that tamp it down or does it make it worse? And if it's going to make it worse, then what would be the answer? Oh, let's just forget about it. Let's move on. The, the Fox News is right. Forget about it. It was a one-day thing, and we all said it was a bad thing that was done. Let's just move on. We can't do that. We can't do that. So... What will the meeting out of real American justice mean to what happened? And and when you connect that back to Trump, what does what does that mean? I don't know. These are rhetorical questions. I don't expect any person to have the answer right now. But the, the, those people, the, the the threat is not gone. Even as they continue to arrest these people and stuff, we had in our area a woman who used to be married to the police chief in High Point. She was arrested for going up there and, and fomenting uh, insurrection. But the the threat's not there. That's why you still need the security and the stuff. And and I'm I'm really sorry that fucks up your view, Matt Gates, of, you know, the plaza. I'm really sorry about that. But some people nearly died on January the 6th. Some people did die on January the 6th. Some lawmakers who were like yourself nearly died on January the 6th because some people wanted to overthrow our government with violence. And until you guys admit that, until you guys know what that's all about and take it seriously, yeah, the stuff has to stay up there. I'm, I'm really, really sorry. Just in closing here, I just want you to think, how horrible, how craven an individual must you be to want to trade your life for your job? Because that's what these people were essentially saying and what they are saying and what Republicans who voted to acquit Trump are saying, that supposedly... I will be able to continue to be a senator or a congressperson. That's right. If I pretend and ignore that my life was threatened yeah. by these people who are in our country, led by a person 
who is in Florida right now. I'm going to pretend that didn't happen, and I'm just going to go right back to work tomorrow as if nothing happened. Right. I don't know. I like some of the jobs I've had over the years, <laughs> had too, but but I would I would not be able I would not be able to function working side by side with someone who threatened to kill me. Right. I couldn't do it. No way. I couldn't pretend that they didn't do that. Yeah. I couldn't pretend it wasn't said. Right. Um, so I, I don't know how you get by. I don't mm-hmm. know how you put it in the past. And I, I'm sure, by the way, when the anniversary of this thing comes up next January, they'll be like, oh, they're making too much of a deal about this. Oh, my God, would they just get over it? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be like that, too, right? Bradandbrit.com.